This is the It Ain't It Sis podcast, a podcast where we focus on life's pivots and redirections, relationships, and becoming a boss babe. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and this is a space where honesty, humor, and a whole lot of sass collide. No one has it figured out. So it's completely fine if sometimes it ain't it, sis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. I'm Sarah Whitney, your host, and today I sat down with Lexi Pantera. She is a rapper, singer, songwriter, dancer, twerking star, all of the above. She honestly is such a freaking badass, and I'm so excited for you all to listen to this episode. She, her like vibe overall is just so sick, and I loved talking to her, and I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous at first. So if I sound a little awkward for the first three minutes, it's only just because I blacked out while I was talking to her. (laughs) But, you know, after that, I calmed myself down, took some few like deep breaths and whatever. And we had an amazing conversation. She's so cool. And it was so cool to talk to someone. I mean, obviously she has a pretty big following and it's really cool to just see where this podcast has taken me. Obviously, I I've interviewed really cool people in the past and all of that, but to have someone, I guess, who has a lot of influence, quote unquote, that I think was really cool. And I have a lineup of a few more special people coming on the pod this season. So stay tuned to that. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this conversation and just listen to what Lexi has to say, because especially if you're interested in getting into the music industry, which is obviously a pretty difficult industry to break into. No, this one, this episode is for you. But before we get into the episode, I'm going to go over what was not it for me, what was not working, and how I'm trying to turn that around. And honestly, I had to think about this a little bit. And I'm going to go with two things. And the first one is, I guess, scheduling. I am the queen of, I don't know, just really loving to shove everything in as much as I can on my calendar. And even the week before when I am putting everything on my calendar, I'm like, oh yeah, can totally manage. But the night before that day happens, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't even imagine doing all of that. And obviously I end up like accomplishing everything that I need to get done or like I do all the Zoom meetings or whatever and all the work that I need to do. But it is stressful and I need to get better about, you know, making boundaries for my time, especially when it comes to telling people that I am available and can do certain things. I need to be more cognizant and respect my time. And then the second thing that I was like, ugh, this is kind of not it, is living at home. And don't get me wrong, I mentioned this in a previous episode that I'm really grateful that my parents let me move home and I have a roof over my head and I'm able to spend this time with them. And I know that this amount of time that I am spending with them, like this is an anomaly and I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, I am not around people my age. And it's interesting, especially when, you know, you think to yourself that you're an adult and you know you're like okay I'm super independent I'm super confident and whatever and like I own my life and then when you kind of come back home and this is for anyone it kind of 
brings out little pieces of you that you thought you were over or pieces of, you know, your past or whatever that you're like, ugh, I I don't want to relive that. And so, I mean, I've talked to many people about this who have also moved home for a little bit and they've also kind of gone through similar things. So, I don't know. That's it's it's definitely difficult, but for anyone else who is currently living at home and they're post grad and whatnot, like we're we're in this together. It's not forever. And just try to enjoy the time as much as you can. And that's like what I'm trying to tell myself. And that's like how I'm trying to turn that into a positive more so. But I am actually going skiing with my family this weekend and we're gonna be in the snow and hopefully I'm able to remain present regardless of like I mentioned earlier everything I have on my schedule and whatnot so I'm excited for that and literally praying to God that I don't hurt myself skiing like I am manifesting this shit right now I will be fine and I will not have any wipeouts slash no one in my family will have wipeouts I don't know why this was like such a big fear of mine but like you know trying to manifest that shit so you know it doesn't happen also I'm trying to manifest this is like such a side note that I'll meet a hot rich man that's just like every vacation I hope to meet a hot rich man has it ever happened no but maybe this time it will and maybe I can report back to you if it happens or not and if I don't say anything about it then it means I probably didn't but you know a girl can help but that was really all I had to say in regards to what was not working for me this week and how I kind of turned that around but before we get into that here's a word from my sponsor Okay, I don't know about you, but going to the grocery store lately has been a complete time sucker. From waiting in line to the amount of time it takes to get to and from the grocery store, it is really not working in my schedule. So that is why I've switched over to Public Goods. Public Goods is a one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, and affordable everyday essentials that are good for people and the planet. What a concept that is. And they offer an ever-growing selection of household products made from clean ingredients and mindful packaging. And guys, when I say they have a great lineup of goodies and household items that you definitely need, they have it. They have the candles, they have the popcorn, they have the cleaning supplies, they have the TP, which I know we all need right now. And honestly, it's so affordable and I highly recommend. I just got my first package in the mail and that included some snacks, some vitamins, and some household cleaning supplies. So fun. But if you're looking for a more sustainable and affordable option when shopping, go check out Public Goods. And of course, I have 15% off for you. So use my code Sarah Whitney PGA. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y. PGA, and you can use that code for 15% off your order. Now let's get back into the podcast. Hello, Lexi. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, girl. Of course. Well, honestly, I'm so excited to do this because, I mean, hands down, no shade to anyone else, but I think you're probably one of the coolest people I've ever had on the podcast. So (laughs) I'd love it if you could start with who you are and like what you're all about. Lexi Pantera. Some call me Virgin Lex. I'm a singer, songwriter, dancer, twerk out CEO, actress. I literally do everything. Entrepreneur. I'm a sister. And yeah, that's that's me. No, I love that. And I want to get obviously into all of that. But I'm interested. Obviously, you're a rapper, you're a dancer. And what really inspired you when you were younger growing up to 
kind of accomplish all of those things that you're doing now? Um, I don't, I just kind of grew up wanting to to entertain and just be in that space. My dad was like a, a stuntman growing up. So I kind of was already around that when I was in Los Angeles, at least. You were like a risk taker growing oh, up around that? Yes. Like I've always been, a, yeah, I, I can definitely say that I'm a risk taker out of everything. I have like no fear for some reason, but I feel like that kind of has been on my side. Like it worked out for the best when I do those. So yeah. And motivation, I guess, is my family and just working hard. And I'm just not going to give up because I came too far to, you know, stop doing what I really love and want to do. And so I'm just, you know, I'm pushing. I love that. And I know, obviously, you touched on it, but you're a dancer and you have like a fitness workout class online and it's called Twerk Out. And I mean, I looked at some of your videos. Some of them have hundreds of millions of views. And (laughs) I'm interested, like, how did that get started? Because I mean, twerking obviously is a big thing, but why were you like, okay, I'm going to make a twerking workout posted online and see how it goes? I just knew that that was a risk as well. Like no one was teaching twerk out and it was very risky. It was a very risky move to do, but I knew that like everyone wanted to know how to shake your butt and whether you admitted it or not, like (laughs) you're going to be in your room practicing with your friends or at least by yourself. So I just wanted boundaries and I like kind of to push and make America uncomfortable. And I knew that it kind of would do that, but it would all be for the good, you know, and getting people out of their comfort zone, learning how to move their own bodies and feeling comfy with themselves and learning their anatomy and what it can do and all also working out and having a good time, you know, at the same time. So that's just what my inspiration came from, I guess, is just trying to fuck shit up. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. And like, what would you say your tips are for twerking? Because to be honest, you know, me and my friends, you know, we try it when we're a little drunk in our living room and I can never seem to get it. (laughs) Right. So like, say like your tips are for people who are struggling like me. Well, first of all, it's not good to drink because then you're just going to feel sick because you're moving <laughs> much. Well, at least not in the twerk out class. You're like, don't want to drink before the yeah. class because you're like a full workout. So you're going to be like, damn, why did I do this? But like when you're at home, it's cool to loosen up like that. And it's just about not thinking about it so much. Your body will literally, everyone has fat, whether it's yeah. skin fat. That's just what it is. And it moves naturally. If I show you the moves, it's going to move in a natural way. And it's all about taking that natural way and feeling what that is and then over-exaggerating that movement. So it's just about not not taking it too seriously, letting your body naturally jiggle how it jiggles, and then figuring out where that jiggle is and then making it even bigger, if that makes sense. (laughs) No, I love that. Like it's not something that's comes easy at all. It's something that you got to really like work on if you're, if you're trying to be a professional twerker. (laughs) Yeah, no, well, I've definitely, I need to try more, but I feel like you would totally win one of those like booty shaking contests. I think they have them in Cabo, obviously when like spring break is happening. I I don't even know any of those because I already know I'll win. It's just not fair. Uh. (laughs) Okay, that's good. You have to take one for the team. And, you know, I'm curious too. like, obviously, I heard in a few other of your podcasts that you were on, you mentioned like some of your biggest haters are men. And I'm curious, why do you like think that is? Because I feel like a lot of women usually, you know, they like to hate on other women for, you know, doing this kind of stuff, which I don't understand. And I don't think I ever will. I definitely have both women because women get really like intimidated for some reason. Like I'm going to steal their boyfriend from the phone. Like I don't understand. (laughs) And then there's the men that are really big haters because they're not fucking you. And they feel like, oh, I could never get her. And guys are just more vocal about it. Like women are afraid to go online and like bullshit and say stuff because they, I don't know, we probably come for them. But the men are just not afraid to say anything. And they'll literally say whatever they want online. And these men, there's just, there's a lot of insecure men. That's why I like the cool men that are out there that are my orders you know 
Exactly. I mean, I feel like it's kind of hard to find the secure men, but they're they're out there somewhere. It's I haven't found really any. Hard. It is no joke. Like I've dated so many insecure men, and it's just like, where are the secure ones at? It doesn't make any sense. And I just think it stems from the mama issues. Like everyone talks about daddy issues. Like no, mama issues is serious. Like no, it is. And like speaking of, are you like currently seeing anyone right now? I am. I have a boyfriend, Alex Wasabi. Oh, is he? He's a YouTuber, right? Yeah, he's one of the most secure men I've ever dated. And I'm okay. blessed. <laughs> I feel like, thank God I found a secure one. Oh, if it that's exciting. Out, it's not because he's insecure, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, well, then there you go. You heard it, ladies. And <laughs> I'm curious too, like when you initially started YouTube and all of your classes, and obviously you're doing so much more now since you've started, but what was it like when you initially got all of those views and was it kind of like an overnight thing or did it gradually kind of come definitely felt like an overnight thing I mean I've been working on like in the industry for a long time before that but the twerk out stuff definitely like popped off just like boom like you know just like a big bomb I wasn't prepared for all of it and it took a lot of time to really like take in like okay how do I handle all this how do I keep up with everything that's going on because I had a class at the same time as getting more popular you know I had to work at the same time as being a socialite thing too so it's just like a learning curve and learning lesson and you just kind of dive in and you just go for it you know and anxiety and all these other things that go with it so I had to kind of figure out that and learn and like it's just a natural high that you get when this when these things start happening so thankfully I got through it healthy and I'm not you know a crackhead or anything crazy (laughs) I mean I get it though because I mean my best friend was a childhood actress and that industry just like in Hollywood overall it's really difficult for people who, you know, have been working so hard. And obviously, like people don't see half the shit that you do before you become like famous or yeah. famous, quote unquote. And so it it's like hard, but like I'm glad like obviously you're working through that. And I'm interested, like obviously Batty Vibes, you came out with an album. You dropped an album during quarantine. So so exciting. Congratulations on that. <laughs> I know, but I'm curious like how was that making a album during this time when, you know, everyone, the world's going crazy. Everyone's like, what the fuck is happening? And you're like, oh, no, I'm just going to drop an album right now. I felt like it was a perfect time because I knew no no one was really going to be doing it. So like I said, I like taking risks and doing things that are different and out of the box. So that's just what happened. And it actually was a little bit easier for me because everything was kind of on pause. And like, you mm-hmm. know, people aren't asking for me to be here or do this and blah, blah, blah. So like things were calmed down a little bit. So I had time to really focus on myself and what I wanted to do. And I just went up north and locked myself in a trailer with my producer and we made this album. It was fucking fun. It was really a good time. And then like, what was your inspiration then for this album? Um, I think it was just, I was like dating somebody at the time, fun and toxic at the same time. And it just like sparked this like bad bitch vibe because that's just the vibe that I was that I had with him, I guess. And yeah, feeling that way. And that's pretty much what it was. It was just that. And like the, the girl that I wanted to be that I think I had lost a little bit and it was kind of like an alter ego, like Virgin Lex was like a little bit of a the girl that I wanted to really be on stage and PPS and, and stuff like that. So I had to like grab that. Do you think you've like kind of become that version of yourself or are you still like mm-hmm. kind of striving? I'm already tapped into that now. Yeah, I love it's, that. It's almost like manifesting, like manifesting who you really want to be and seeing what you were and seeing who you want to be and then just shifting and, and doing what it takes to get, you know, get to that point, I guess. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree. I'm a big into like manifesting and still waiting on a few things to <laughs> come into fruition, but I totally get that. It was kind of crazy. I saw like this TikTok and it was like, she was in the shower and she meditates in the shower mm-hmm. and she like, thinks about one, like a thing and like of how it is now. Right. So she's like thinking of like a scenario and like how it is right now and how she wants it to be. And then she said something out loud, like in my new reality, this is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then opens the the shower door because that's kind of like a portal. Like mm-hmm. if you create of door portal she opens it and then steps out and then she's hopefully into her new reality and I saw that I was like this is interesting and so I literally did something like this right after me and my with me and my boyfriend he didn't know about it Uh and I created this thing and it fucking worked and I was like did I just like do that (laughs) so I'm gonna try that again (laughs) yeah okay wow I need to watch this TikTok and try it because wow I was like whoa I know I'm going to be doing that every day. <laughs> I, I believe in like a little bit of like a time travel thing. And I believe in um, now I also saw that whenever you get the gut feeling, mm-hmm. it's future warning you, it, warning your past. So basically, oh. like, so like, watch out, like this is going to affect your future. So like, that's why it's like, I think really important to listen to our gut feelings now. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree with that. And I I guess for you becoming a rapper, I know that's like more recent. And I know you prefer like rapping over pop music because, you know, you can kind of like spit out more of a story in a shorter Mm -hmm. amount of time compared to pop, which is so true. And was that kind of like the similar feeling that you got when you were like, okay, I'm going to rap like I'm just following this like gut feeling that I have? Yeah, it was just like I feel more comfortable in the rap space. Although I love singing, I just got really nervous singing. And like, I just felt like I couldn't be my full self. I couldn't be myself on stage. Like I couldn't dance around and be fucking crazy. And like, <laughs> so like rapping gave me that, that way, you know, that paid that way for me to do. But recently I definitely tapped more into my singing as time has, like it's been a year almost now that the album maybe, I don't know how long it's been out, almost like a year. Um, yeah. So I've kind of gotten back into my singing space and my R&B space. So the next album will for sure be more of that now yeah no I absolutely love that and I'm I'm curious like I know that you also do a lot of stuff on OnlyFans so mm-hmm. what was like your idea of like posting a music video on OnlyFans again breaking boundaries Things I love that, that has done before I take risks for other people to take risks basically mm-hmm. that's kind of what I do is like I thought like oh this platform I can monetize easy on like I don't care what the stigma is it doesn't affect me I'm not over there doing porn so I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. um, I have all my fans follow me I have a big men fan base half of them are probably on there already so I'm gonna go over there release a music video get paid more for my content than I would on Facebook or YouTube yeah and that's just what it was I didn't I wasn't afraid of what people thought or said or anything and I made the right decision it was amazing I'm still getting my brands people are respecting me even more they think of me more as a businesswoman yeah Um, I'm hearing the way for other influencers and celebrities to jump on and do it which they all have and they all still are I talked to a lot of these girls and they're just like afraid and I'm like yo like I'll do it I don't care Mm -hmm. and so now they're all you know like oh shit like I want to get on and like you know talking about it now and hopping on now so then a whole management team came from it like now I have my own management company where I'm delegating these girls and showing them and figuring out what to put on their pages and stuff like that damn yeah like I love the fact that you're such like a badass businesswoman and Mm -hmm. on top of that like you are so talented and I'm curious like how is it being you know a woman especially with such a strong persona in the music industry when I know like we were talking about earlier, LA and Hollywood is kind of like a rough scenes for some Mm -hmm. people. 
Well, no one's taking advantage of me fully, I don't think, where if I'm in a weird position, I get out of it. You know, I'll be like, yo, what's up, homeboy? Like, you're not going to fuck me, like, mm-hmm. type of thing, too. Like, I'm not, you're going to know that I'm not about that. I'm about my business. I'm about my creative space. So I think people respect that when you put those boundaries down. It is hard, though, just being a girl in general. Yeah, I think people don't take you as serious when you're a guy. They do. But, you know, women are starting to get their, like, their time now. So I think it's even better now, thank God, than it used to be, you know? I know. I know. It's it's interesting, like, kind of seeing the progression, especially, I think, with social media, more women are, like, willing to speak out like you. But it still kind of needs to get to that certain level like us to take those risks and really push those boundaries yeah it's a woman's world we're coming for you (laughs) (laughs) exactly and I know like you have some really strong opinions on you know women building confidence and I know that's like why you use your platform the way you do which I absolutely love and I'm curious what would you say for women who want to either break into this industry or just be more confident in general like what would you say for them or piece of advice about being confident in what you have in your own skin. Like that's what makes us all unique. You know what I mean? I was saying in another podcast, like it's cool. Like if you want to do operations and stuff just to make yourself feel good, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do think that being you is going to make you stand out or else you're just going to be like everyone else. And no one wants to be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You're just expecting you're going to feel better about yourself if you're who you are and who you want to be. Because if you're trying to be someone else, it's just not going to work. There's no way it's going to work. So yeah. whether it's in internally or externally, you're not going to, you're going to feel terrible inside and that's worth more than what other people are thinking about you either way. So yeah. In terms of like imposter syndrome and stuff like that, obviously like you more recently started rapping and obviously I feel like female rappers finally have gotten more attention over the past few years. For me, at least when I noticed it, it started with more like Nicki Minaj, but maybe that's just because I remember her (laughs) growing up and listening to her. Yeah. No, women are definitely taking over right now. Yeah. So do you ever like face, I guess, imposter syndrome since you are just kind of starting out and starting something a little bit newer compared to your older stuff? And like, how do you overcome that? Yes. Yeah. So (sighs) imposter syndrome is, I guess, like feeling like you're not worthy-ish of it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that I feel like a lot of artists definitely feel that way. I feel like most artists feel that way. I just know that I put in so much time and effort into it. And I just, I just have to keep reminding myself that like, I've been doing this for so long. Like you're nobody new, you know, like mm-hmm. whether people find you right now or not, like I've been doing it since I was 16 and being a rapper, like I didn't come out as it, but I was practicing. And, you know, I mean, I listened to rap music growing up, like it just was a part of me and my culture and who, where and who I was and where I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that I do deal with once in a while, but you just have to really like dig in and be like, yo, you've accomplished all of these things. Like you are who you are. You created yourself. You're fucking dope. You're talented. Like, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I I still think about too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I'm curious, like, who would you say if you could collab with any other artist, who would that be? Right now... I keep wanting to collaborate with Drake still. I love him. I rap, he sings, I sing. I feel like we could do something really cool together. Also, let's see. I love Summer Walker. Love her. Love I her. Would love to, I would love to do something with Meg The Stallion. I want to do some sort of really, really like high women empowerment type of record. Mm-hmm. Would Ariana Grande kind of be on your radar or like she's not your vibe? Mm, not so much I don't think she's yeah. really yeah, she's pop. but I mean I love her too I think she's an amazing artist as well 
I mean, it would be epic to do something with her for sure. I'm not going to turn her down. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, I'm curious, just also wrapping up, like, what would you say out of everything you've learned? Obviously, you mentioned you've done this since you were 16. And what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned about yourself through your journey with twerk out? from the music industry to, you know, being just honestly a businesswoman, like what have you learned about yourself through it all? I learned that no one's going to give it to you. I learned that you have to pay your own way and make your own way and grab it and take it. If they don't give it to you or give you close those doors, like you fucking slam that shit open. Being yourself again, mm-hmm. making sure you're true to yourself and I mean, cliche, but like just not giving up, like being extremely persistent and your vision needs to be clear and planned and don't just do anything off the whim of it. Like, I think it's just like any business. I think it's more business than anything. Like Mm -hmm. the art is definitely a business that you have to come in business minded. So take a couple business classes and learn what that means and dive into your craft because just like any other business, you know, if you're a doctor, you're going to go in and learn everything you need to know. Like if you're a dentist, it's everything you need to know. So like when you're in music, you need to know everything. So Mm -hmm. I just, I would have known that in the very beginning, for instance, you and podcasts, like I would watch every fucking podcast there ever was Mm -hmm. and learn what didn't work, what worked, how to change it, what to do. And that's just studying, which I hated studying. So like, I didn't (laughs) do that. That was Okay. Well, perfect. The important parts of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I, you know, love everything that you just said. And, you know, I, I think you're so freaking dope. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And obviously, I can't wait for everyone to listen to it. But thanks, Lexi, again. Okay, guys, that is the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you are, for some reason, struggling with confidence this past week or whenever you're listening to it, I hope you can take some of Lexi's advice. And remember, you're a badass bitch like you are. So remember that. And obviously, follow her on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It really helps me out. And I'd love it if you could give me a five-star review and all of that fun stuff. But other than that, I love you guys and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.